At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Mind Aware, 162. Please enjoy this classic interview with Lisa Bloom. Hey there, Brain Trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you discover the best information on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now... You're ready to take intentional action. Welcome back. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and we have our marketing maven, Desiree Wolf, on the line with a question from an audience member. Hi, Desiree. What do we have today? Hi, Dana. Thanks for asking. Amy Kynes, who is an independent consultant with Tastefully Simple, asks, if you had to choose one method of communication to do consistently, which one would you choose and why? Thanks, Desiree, and thank you, Amy, for the question. I would pick the method of communication that is the best fit for your personality style and your personal gifts. And so here's what I mean. If you love to write, then, you know, you might want to start a blog or, or perhaps even email communication. But if you're a natural in front of the camera and technology is a snap for you, then go with a YouTube channel. You know, that would help you flourish. And You know, if you like to connect with people one-on-one, then make it a habit to pick up the phone. If you're a social butterfly, then definitely social media is your thing. That's your number one stop. So the idea really is to maximize your strengths. If you only have time for one method of communication, then make it a method that you enjoy and that you excel at because then you're going to continue to do it day after day effortlessly. So thanks so much for your help, Desiree. And thank you, Amy Kynes with a K, from Tastefully Simple for such an awesome question. If you have a marketing or mindset question, then make sure to just go over to the Mind Aware Facebook wall and post it, and maybe you will be featured on our next show. Did you know that your brain is hardwired to respond to stories? How would telling your success story help you to grow your business? Well, I'm here with the founder of Story Coach, Lisa Bloom, and she's here to help you discover your story of success. Hi, Lisa. Hi, it's great to be here, Dana. Yeah, it's really good to have you. So, Lisa, you know, why storytelling? As, a, as an entrepreneur, why should I care about storytelling? Well, for the first thing, people love to hear stories, and people really connect through stories. So if you want to stand out, if you want to actually um, be remembered, you know, you can, you can listen to somebody talking for a long time, but the minute they tell a story, that's what you remember. So when you tell a story, people are going to remember you and you're going to stand out. That's pretty important in entrepreneurialism. That's really true about the things we remember, the stories. I hear myself all the time when I'm relaying stuff. That's what we 
Relay. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and I'm talking to Lisa Bloom. She's the author of Cinderella and the Coach. She's a story coach, and she's here to help us learn how to use stories to propel our business. So why do you think that is? Is this a tradition that's hardwired in us from, you know, the generations? Why is it easier to remember stories? Have you researched that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the basis of storytelling is that it happened with the tribes. It happened, you know, around the campfire. And it was a way that people not only just entertained each other and um, passed the time of day and kind of um, exchanged news, it was also the way that we understood our values. It understood a sense of who we belonged to and um, what, you know, what our place was in the world. And so it's really about meaning-making. You know, we experience something and we tell it as a story and it creates a huge amount of meaning for us. So stories are really, you know, you started off by saying we're hardwired. We truly are hardwired to tell stories and we're all storytellers. In fact, the stories that we tell really define our sense of reality in the world. And people love to hear stories. It goes back to something that's very basic, a real basic human need. Yeah, there's something emotional about it, too, and connecting. So as an entrepreneur, then, how would I use this? Like, you know, when I hear storytelling, you think so much kind of Mother Goose or that type of thing. And so how how do you incorporate this, actually implement it in your business? Well, you know, it's really about connecting to that core message that we have and then telling it in a way that's going to resonate for people. So you can take really any profession or any business that you might be trying to start. There's a reason that you got into that business. There's a reason that you're connected to it and you're passionate about it. And that reason is really a part of your core story. So if you can tell that story and meet people with that story, then that's how they connect with you. Now, I would say that um, the most uh, valuable commodity in business these days is trust. And yet it's so difficult to trust people. You know, once upon a time we could trust everything. We could trust the, you know, the financial systems and the insurance companies and, and the church and our personal mm. safety and you name it. And now it's so difficult to trust. But when you hear an authentic story, it really builds trust. It's like uh, it, it just happens without even, without even noticing. So that becomes very, very valuable. Yeah, I like that. And I'm almost thinking like it helps you to make a a human connection too. Like people start to see you as a real person. And so let's say I'm an entrepreneur. Let's say you've just never done a story before. Where would you start? Which would be the first story you'd write? Well, here's the thing. Firstly, to dispel the myth that you've never done a story before because we're all telling stories. Mm -hmm. You think about it when you, you know, experience anything, you go and tell it to somebody whatever, whether it's where you had dinner last night or where you're planning your next vacation or how you met your partner, we're constantly telling these stories. The idea that, oh, I've never told a story before is just is really myth. You know, that is a story. So um, what I always say is, you know, start with, well, what have been the pivotal moments? What have been the most important moments that have shifted your awareness or shifted anything in whatever it is that you're committed to in your business? And when you can pinpoint that moment and tell that story, that's what connects with people. That is such an epiphany, what you just said, that literally we are all telling stories every single day, aren't we? You know what's amazing about it is that we're telling stories which we, which, you know, are completely subjective. We choose everything about the story. We choose the perspective to tell it from. We choose the characters. We choose what's going on in the story. But then we call it reality as if we had nothing to do with it, you know, and it, and it defines our reality, which is great and it's also not so great. It's great because it means we can tell powerful stories. We can tell fantastic stories and, and create amazing things in our lives. But also we tell disempowering stories and we get very committed to the stories very often that don't serve us so well. 
So it's about uprooting those stories and telling more empowered stories, particularly in the business context, because that's how we connect with people, and that's how we win their trust, and that's how we create engagement with our potential clients. Uh, Lisa Bloom, you are now speaking to my heart. Everybody knows the Mind Aware Show. We are all about combining mindset and action, and you have nailed it. This is a great stuff with the story coach, Lisa Bloom. We're talking about storytelling. So actually, let's talk about that, because what's interesting and in what I hear you saying is be more careful, be more thoughtful about the stories you're telling, because they really become your reality. Of course, we tell these stories and we call it reality, but the truth is the stories you're telling are what you're bringing to you. So what about this idea that your story should be kind of transformational? I've heard people say in the past, for example, that if you're in business, you should do kind of a, I once was blind, but now I see story. And you should be talking about that as a way to connect to the audience. Do you recommend that? Uh, it's an interesting question. You know, I, I think that if you attempt to be transformational or if you attempt to be inspiring, then very often it falls flat. What I say is be authentic. Mm-hmm. Tell the real story. Tell the real deal. And that is inspiring and that is transformational because we have all had amazing things happen to in, in our lives. And people who are on an entrepreneurial journey are there because they see some possibility and they're about to create something wonderful. So if you just tell that authentic story, that's as transformational as you need to get. You don't need to attempt to go beyond that. That's it. That's the story. Right. I totally get what you're saying. Very interesting. So it sounds to me like what you're saying then is we should be telling stories about ourselves. This isn't necessarily telling stories about our customers, like testimonials or something like that. Is that what you recommend? They should be personal stories of our own? Well, it's a combination of stories of ourselves and personal experiences, but it's always the intention is very, very important. And, of course, the intention is to connect with our customers. So it has to be relevant. This isn't stream of consciousness storytelling or about, you know, airing our dirty laundry or somehow, you know, making ourselves vulnerable for the point of some kind of, um, you know, marketing trick. This is about telling relevant and business-focused but personal stories so that we can connect with people on a deep level so that it becomes purpose-driven and it becomes, you know, passion-driven and it speaks to the client. But it's not about trying to make up something that you think your client is going to want to hear. It's about coming from that place that's very core and very authentic and reaching out in that way. I get it. I get it. I, I just want to see if I can bring this down to the most basic way to start or the most basic entry point. And so what I'm wondering is that as a trainer or somebody, you've got some information you want to relay to an audience. Is the best way to go about this then to look at your own personal life and how this information has impacted you? Or what's the best way to start with, instead of telling your, your information like, here are my three points about X, Y, and Z, right. how, what's the first step? Well, I think there's two ways to approach this. One is to go with your own personal experience. And again, what I mentioned earlier about this idea of a pivotal moment, there's a reason you're doing what you're doing. There's a reason you have this particular approach or information or this thing that you want to train or you want to um, share with people. And that reason, it's not always purely personal. It can be just a professional transformation, a professional moment of awareness. And it's to be able to tell that specific story. So not to do it in an abstract way to say, you know, um, over a period of five years I developed understanding and learning and, and this is what I've come to. It's more about, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon in 1997, I was walking down the street 
and I ran into somebody and, you know, and of course I'm making this up off the top of my head. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm engaged. You're right. So just the fact, it's funny because you talk about stories being engaging. And the second you said Tuesday afternoon in 1990, I'm like immediately right there with you. That's how it works, right? Specific about an experience that really kind of um, illustrates that moment of learning, that moment of expansion, that moment of awareness. And um, and that's a great way to begin to inter- introduce the learning process. So that's the first approach. The other approach is to take um, a story from the amazing just resources that are available out there, a fairy tale, a folk tale, a Zen story. Uh, you know, there's so many stories out there that are so full of wisdom. There's a reason they've lasted through all these generations. And to take one of these stories and to use it as an inspiring story because there's a lesson in there that refers to your specific message or your specific piece of learning. Well, that's an interesting approach. And so let me see if I have that right. What you're talking about then is looking at some fable or some age-old story and seeing how does this relate to my current business and my message. Have I got that right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, every workshop that I do or every piece of, um, you know, I do a lot of leadership work in organizations or I work with coaches and, you know, I'll always go in and I'll start by simply telling a story and giving people an experience of what story is like because apart from anything else, it puts people into an amazing state of focus, engagement and, and the opportunity for being really creative and really innovative in that moment because the story space is, is you know, it's sacred. It's amazing. Well, and I would think also it's that familiarity. They connect with you because they know that story that you're telling if you're using in the case of a fable or something, right? Yeah, but they don't always know they don't always know the specific story, but they know the experience of being told a story. Right. And so just to give you an example of that, if you think about the person who told you stories when you were a child, and everybody listening to this can, can go here. Who is the person who told you stories? Where were you? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And what comes up for people is that it was usually, you know, it's a very warm memory. It's a very um, safe memory. It's a memory that involves feeling excited and anticipation and safe and loved and protected. So this is what happens instinctively when we hear a story. We go back to that place. So it creates this really magical place that's full of possibility, very safe, very beautiful, very creative. And this is what you do when you tell a story. So when I said to you, you know, it was a Tuesday afternoon, 1997, you were lured back into that place that is so familiar to every one of us because yeah. we've all been told stories at some stage. It's fantastic. I love it. What is the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs? Hey, guess what? You're going to find out. Do you ever wish you had someone you could call for advice about your business? Maybe you want someone to look over your marketing strategy or evaluate your Facebook page. If so, then buy your side from the Mind Awares for you. Learn more at joinbyyourside.com. By Your Side is a program where you have access to the best experts in the area of direct sales, marketing, leadership, social media, and more. That's joinbyyourside.com. And we didn't leave out mindset or your personal goals either. By Your Side has happiness, nutrition, fitness, and tapping experts too. It's your one stop for the best advice for the best you. Check out joinbyyourside.com and have the best coaches by your side. Welcome back to the Mind Aware Show. I'm your host, Dana Wild, and I'm here with Lisa Bloom. She's the author of 
Cinderella and the Coach. This is about the power of storytelling for coaching success. And she's really helping us to kind of, you know, reveal how to use storytelling to grow your business. So, Lisa, what do you think is the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs in this department? Well, actually, I think the biggest challenge is just being able to articulate what they do. You know, when you ask an entrepreneur, so so what is it that you're doing in the world, very often they're great at what they do, they're very talented, they've got tons of experience, expertise, and so on, but they're not good at articulating it. Mm -hmm. And that's the opportunity that we have to really be compelling and to resonate with people and to create a lot of interest. And so many people are missing out on that because they're not telling their story well. Wow, that is the truth. We have that one opportunity because everybody asks you what we do, and we have that one opportunity. And so is your recommendation then to tell it more like a story, to be more compelling in that answer? Yeah, absolutely. To get to the core sense of what your story is and to be able to come from that place and find those two or three sentences that really can sum up your core story. It's very very interesting for people. People love to hear stories, and it, chances are if you can begin with, in a story sense and from that story place, then they're going to want to hear more, and you'll have a chance to really expand the story. Yeah, the story's going to draw them in. That is such a cool idea. I love that. One other thing about, about that story is that it takes away all the stress of feeling like you have to market yourself because everybody can tell their story better than anyone else because it's their story. So you stop feeling stressed about, oh, my God, I've got a market and I've got to sell myself. You just go tell your story. That's easy. Uh, very awesome. I love that. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Lisa Bloom. She is the story coach about the power of storytelling. You know what else I notice with this, Lisa, is that when you tell stories, your message is uniquely your own, isn't it? Because anybody can stand up and say, here are the three points about Facebook. But if, if you're telling a story about your own personal experience with Facebook, no, that's you, right? Right. So it, it actually it positions you as an expert without having to give any kind of specific examples of uh, qualifications you might have or clients you've worked with, but it actually positions you and you get expert status immediately because the story is authentic. It's your experience. And here, that's the proof I can do what I do. Yeah, and nobody else can be you. You're the only one that's got that story. So why don't you give us an example of, a, of an inspiring story? Well, this is an inspiring story that, that um, isn't necessarily the kind of thing you would introduce yourself with, but it's certainly the kind of thing that you could introduce a talk, um, a public speaking event, or um, a way to just get people really focused on a specific message. And it's a very simple traditional tale called The Picture of Peace. So there was once a king who offered a prize to the artist who could paint the best picture of peace. Many artists tried, and the king looked at all the pictures, and after deliberating for quite some time, he was down to the last two. He had to choose between them. So the first picture was of a calm lake, and the lake was a perfect mirror for the mountains, peaceful mountains that towered around it. And over the mountains was a beautiful blue sky with fluffy white clouds floating through it. Everybody who looked at the picture said that it was indeed the perfect picture of peace. The second picture, it also had mountains, but these mountains were rugged and bare, and there was an angry gray sky and rain falling, lightning flashed. And down the side of the mountain, there was a water, uh, waterfall with, with tumbling, foaming water, and it didn't appear to be peaceful at all. But when the king looked closely he saw that behind the waterfall there was a tiny bush growing on the rock. And inside the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. And there, in the midst of the rush of angry water, the mother bird sat on her nest. And she was the perfect picture of peace. 
So the king ultimately chose the second picture because he said, peace is not only in a place where there's no noise or trouble or hard work. Peace is in the midst of things as they are, but when there's calm in your heart. That's the real meaning of peace. Wow. Yeah, it's really what's so I noticed for myself, and maybe you all experience this as well, is that it was such a visual picture. It was so easy to put ourselves there because of the story, you know, because you're telling a story. Just good good stuff, Lisa. I love it. Where can people find your book, or where do they go for more information about you? Well, for more information, I'm on the at the website story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. And you can get all the information about um, about the work, about the stories, and um, and the book. Yeah, fantastic. So that is story-coach.com, and the name of the book is Cinderella and the Coach. You're listening to the Mind Aware Show. I'm your host Dana Wild, and I've been talking to Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach. Thanks so much, Lisa. This has just been a delight. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Mind Aware Show. And remember to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themindaware. Please join us for tomorrow's episode. You deserve it.